And before the next episode of Yalabad, here's a message from Folklory. You know, Folklory is the audio service where we interview your loved ones and turn their stories into personalized podcasts that you can actually cherish forever. I know you've all heard about it a lot, but we're not going to do the same thing this time. In fact, this time we're going to do something different. What are we going to do, Harish? Yeah, we're not going to play an excerpt or a customer testimonial because you've probably heard us play that before. La. What we are going to play is a short conversation that I had with my wife. Yes, it's almost a Yalabad debut. Uh, and it is to, to tell the story of, of vulnerability and, and why sometimes it can be hard. So, so yeah, what you're going to hear next is me talking to my wife. In what kind of situations are you not vulnerable? Uh... I think more personal life more With personal. people I'm close to You're not vulnerable not vulnerable But with people you're not close to You can be vulnerable <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they don't know me So it's easier to be Open and honest But people who know me Think of me a certain way Like I'm not a hugger <laughs> With my family and then, With other people you're fine hugging Yeah because they don't know I'm not a hugger <laughs> But with my family, they know I'm not a hugger. And if I suddenly hug them, it's like, oh. <laughs> wow, that was uh, something very personal, a uh, very personal discussion between Harish and his wife. So, Harish, yeah. how do you feel about listening to her answers? I mean, like, that, that was totally not forced. I guarantee it. Uh, it was just, I mean, I was, I was kind of surprised by the answer as well. And that's why when we were talking, we were like, oh, ultimately, Fukuri, what we have found is that vulnerability is a big part of what we are trying to do why we want to build Fokery why why it's not the easiest to be vulnerable so so yeah if you heard it if, it, if, if you feel that oh there are some stories that or some vulnerability that you want to capture from your loved ones uh, we we would love to help um, so yeah if, if you want to find out more if you want to uh, find out more about what we do how we can help just check us out at Fokery.com that's F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y dot com and now on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. And of course, we have on this podcast uh, our third teammate, Vernon, as well. <laughs> right Vernon, Vernon yeah Vernon um, yeah. for those of you who have no idea who the fuck Vernon is um, it's because one of our subreddit members tried inputting into chat GPT the question uh, whether is Yalabad a good podcast in Singapore they described the podcast about what we do but they also said it's run by Terence Harish and Vernon mm, mm. Vernon yeah, yeah. So, so so Vernon is just a combination of probably Tristan and our frequent guest lah Vernon. Vernon. <laughs> Vernon. Vernon. But yeah, yes. man. It's the middle Welcome of the week. Back. Yeah. Um, so how's the, how's the week been? Um, okay lah. Like nothing too eventful. It feels like uh, uh, things just just day after day, man. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. I don't know. Like, oh, I, we, so sad. I, eh? I know, I know there's a like boring a answer. sad existence. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but you're it's good. You're describing your married life, is it? You're describing no, no. married life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good days. See, that applies to good days and bad days. Mm, so it's like mm. every day is good, but does it mean that if all the days are good, then is anything good? 
I don't know. Mm, yeah. So basically, I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, when you ask me how was my start of the week, I'm like, I don't have a substantial answer, man. How would you answer it? Uh, less eventful. I think last week because of parliamentary sittings and 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 you know grab and timpeling and all these things. Mm. A lot of people f- and budget lah, budget coming out right. So uh, there was a lot of people like discussing those topics lah. But this week seems a bit a bit uh, slower, quieter. Um, yeah, but but not gangbusters like last week lah. That's for sure. Also, you when you say how's the week, you talk you're talking about the news and eh, not my personal life. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just thinking about things in general that everyone can be can get interested in or excited Fuck about, you, <laughs> other than hearing about what what dream did you have last night or how amazing Dude, a dream was last night or anything. We are already <laughs> going to be talking about it during the podcast. This part is yeah. where we banter, you know, talk about oh, each other's like personal lives a bit, lah. You yeah, open yeah. the door, I walk through it, and then when I say, "Terence, come on into the personal room," you're like, "No, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to shut it and talk about news," which we already do on this podcast. Yeah, but, but but the truth is, uh, a lot of conversations with people revolve around these issues, like right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And trying to make small talk and and all with people, it, it does revolve. I I feel like sometimes some of the issues that we have, like you bring them up at, at uh when it's not so exciting, when it's not a five, like in terms of like oh we have to talk about it on this podcast. Then you mm. try to bring it up at dinners and all that. People just look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about this? It's not even. <laughs> it's not. Even, I don't. Even, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they want to meet, you know, talk about, I don't know, uh, their trips upcoming and all. But then you mm. ask them questions about, about what? We'll find out shortly. We'll find out shortly. But can. before we jump into all that, like, what are we, what are we plugging this week? Um, just, just to, to keep, keep uh, listening to the podcast. And if you have listened to this podcast and enjoy it, it'd be great if you could just share it with, with one other person. Just one other person. Mm. Send them a link. To yeah, a podcast, to a snippet on TikTok or Instagram, um, mm. yeah. Yes. Anything? Anything else to add? No. Let's jump right into it, man. Let's jump right into it. So, uh, I mean, the first news, it's first piece of news. It's a, uh, it's so important, so scary, but it's one of those that will never, I think, unfortunately, like dominate the news headlines until some shit happens, lah. Um, mm. but. But basically, there was news that two Singaporean teenagers um, have been issued orders under the Internal Security Act, uh, ISA, for terrorism-related activities. Uh, and this news mm. broke on Tuesday, 21st February. So, I mean, a lot of interesting things, like one of which is that uh, one of them is 15 years old, which is now the youngest uh, individual to ever be detained by uh, IS, uh, uh, ISA. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, so I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go into the details of what they're being accused of and all. But when you saw this headline, Terrence, what was going mm. through your mind, man? Um, no, I think the past year or like even the past couple of weeks, I think a couple of weeks ago, there was an 18-year-old who was also detained under ISA, right? Mm. And uh, I, I mean, this is not new news in you know around the world, right? There's a lot of uh, young young people getting radicalized, uh, whether in the UK or other parts of the world as well, and uh, yeah. a lot of it was because of what happened the last two years, like COVID and lockdowns, and you know kids being at home, being forced to be at home, and being lonely and making friends online. But I think what's unique in Singapore's case is that uh, 
when you when yeah when you read and hear about the the things that they're doing to try and uh, uh so called establish caliphate and all that, um, you think about it, huh? Is it really possible? You know, via what they're proposing, and and you know we'll go into some details of what they are But but for example, in this case, when you re- look up this um, article online, the image comes up of um, it's a screenshot from a game, right? That's the header, the header image mm. that comes up with this headline. Um, then you realize that, oh, it's not just on social media or on YouTube where these kids are getting radicalized. It's, it's our online games. Online games like Roblox where they're like little basic, um, blockish creatures walking around and, and yeah, now, now they are being used as, um, meeting grounds for, for terrorism propaganda to be spread, lah, right? So mm. it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause yeah, I mean, you think about Singapore's context, we're a very small island. There's not a lot of, uh, places or private spaces where groups can meet and plan kind of terrorist activities. Um, so yeah, our kids have started going to even gaming platforms to do this. Uh, and that, I don't know, it's, it's, it's equally disturbing, but also equally like, uh, all inspiring at the same time. All inspiring. Mm. As in, yeah, that, you know, people are getting very, very creative about these things. Uh. Mm. But yeah, don't you yeah. see it as like a natural extension? I mean, I'm, like we've seen, it's old news that uh, terrorist groups uh, recruit via Twitter and social media. So now gaming is the next frontier. Mm, mm, mm. So is right. it a natural extension? Uh, possibly, but it's uh, to really see it happening and to see so close to to home, uh, you know, the, the like the places that they were, they were targeting and considering carry out terrorist attacks. These are real places all around Singapore, right? So it's always... Always sends a chill down your spine when you actually when they actually cut so close to the bone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I mean, just, like when I saw the headline, I was like, oh shit, not again. Because it's been happening more than ever before, but it's still not mm. a frequent mm. thing. La. It's yeah. not like you know every parliamentary setting, uh, like Leong Manwai asks a question that ruffles some feathers. It's almost mm. you're like, okay, mm. this this happens. But whenever this happens, I always get chills, man. Um, mm. And like for 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 like for what you said about the screenshot of Roblox, yeah, essentially, it, I think the first time that it felt like it reached the point where people were getting chills was back in twenty twenty one. Uh, so mm. towards the end of um twenty twenty two, the guy was detained. Twenty seven, Jen, the news broke. That was the the guy who had plans on attacking two mosques, mm. um, and mm. he even had a plan of what he was going to do. He was going to use a machete. He had looked up machetes on Carousel. He had his mm. path for driving a vehicle, which he was going to use his dad's credit card to pay for, like a blue SG or something. So the, yeah. the plans were all there and they were detained. And I remember we covered that as well. And that mm. was chilling as fuck. Um, but then, yeah, in January this year, there was an 18-year-old guy um, who who took measures such as like taking pictures of him with a knife. He went to Coney Island. Mm. And put a flag yeah. there, um, a self-made yeah. flag based on that of Al Qaeda, um, mm. and he wanted to start his own caliphate, like, which he called wanted to call the Islamic State of Singhafura. Mm-hmm. So that was the the in in January that news broke, and then this latest one, um, like the fifteen year old boy, he was targeting you know attacks in tourist spots. He had been radicalized by a preacher by a preacher mm. who had been banned from coming to Singapore, um, and. It, it yeah, it just felt like quite extensive lah. Like it's not mm. just 
it's not just some thoughts. Like he had been sharing stuff on social media. He had been trying to show like these beheading videos to his friends. Uh, and the other kid was a 16-year-old uh, kid um, who also similarly self-radicalized. Mm, so mm. it just feels like, wow, like um, this is this is now a new threat that we just need to accept. La. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think like what you said, la, the the kid who was arrested in December, not kid, la, he's 18 years old. Mm. Uh, so he was arrested in December. And and so, yeah, one interesting thing is that the 18-year-old uh person was named but these two boys who have recently been de- detained or given um uh basically being uh, were they detained or were they just uh they were issued orders um, yeah issued yeah. orders yeah they have not been named you know because they're still teenagers uh. but regardless of their age difference uh there seemed to be a lot of planning in place like on both sides uh, whether for the 18 year old or the 15 or 16 year old you know, mm. doing research about, you know, downloading bomb-making manuals using C4. Uh, they had plans to attack certain uh, popular tourist spots around Singapore that, you know, they, they identified via their own research. Uh, you know, they got got um, got their hands on IS propaganda via podcasts, you know, this, this particular medium that you're listening to now, via podcasts. And other social media platforms, even though you think that you think that these kind of uh, platforms would be more more thoroughly and more closely policed for extremist content, right? But mm. yeah, you know, it, it really shows you that um, terrorist propaganda, or at least these extremist organizations, are getting really creative in, ter- in terms of how they're reaching our young people as well. Uh. And yeah. uh, and in, in this Roblox game. Um, you know, it's not that he created the the a Muslim um and sorry an extremist caliphate himself, uh within the game. I think he was he actually found another group of people, and there was a leader of a, a, a leader within the game himself that he actually followed. That right. Mm. Um. So it tells you that he's it's not just a process of him, uh, you know, working isolation to create these things. He actually was actively seeking a community of people who already are doing these sorts of planning and these sorts of ideation about uh, extremist activities already. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah it's, it's it's quite it's quite a uh, quite shocking like, especially for anyone who is who you know who has young kids and you worry about what they are reading about on social media or what they're exposed to. Yeah, you even the games these days you have to kind of like be aware of what they're doing in the games. Uh. Yeah, I mean if 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 I would much rather prefer they just uh, go on Instagram and look at all those thirst traps. La. I'm like, just go look look mm. at thirst traps. Look at thirst traps. <laughs> just do all that, you know, whatever you want to do. Just don't don't go down this path. La. But, um, yeah, but you know, hey, but, Arish, pornography, pornography harms you. Harms hey, men's minds. Hey, hey, hey. Thirst so. traps do not automatically <laughs> mean uh, pornography, okay? Also, like water, water, like water. You look at yeah, the like bodies of water. Yeah. <laughs> Bubble tea. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know what kind of, of photos you were thinking, man. To me, bubble tea, you know, um, the, those sort of like isotonic drinks. Uh, um, yeah, even reservoirs. Even next, reservoirs, big bodies of water as well, right? Yeah, but <laughs> the when, when you see when you see a reservoir, you don't feel like drinking the water there. No, you need to see like, you, a, like a cold you, drink. But we literally drink the water from. Uh, I mean, not literally. Like, the water does come from reservoirs. Okay, dude. Then okay, how about I show you a picture of a chicken? 
Will you be compared to like a, a cooked chicken uh, uh, fillet or something? I'll just show you a chicken. There are many steps mm. in between, right? Yes, yes, yes. So different, right? Yeah, show me the reservoir. I'm like, yeah, thirst traps, thirst traps. But well but done, you know, well done in avoiding the discussion about thirst traps. Yeah, the, yeah thirst traps like uh, Mr. Coconut or Mr. Coconut is a thirst trap. What? Yes, is it not? Yes, is yeah. It, yeah, it's a thirst trap. So, yes. uh, yeah, but going back to what you're saying about Roblox, like for the uninitiated, maybe you can give a short summary of what your understanding of Roblox is. Actually, to be honest, I had to go in Wikipedia it myself. I'm uh. not, I'm not big on these kind of like Minecraft or Roblox where where you you sort of um create the game or create the world, and mm. then you you have multiplayers and then multiple players uh, come online. So I am actually not that familiar with Roblox the game But you Wikipedia it lah. I Wikipedia it, but I wouldn't be able to give you anything that's better than Wikipedia, lah. But but do you have a better understanding of it? I mean, for me, it's just what I uh, what I know. It's it, and correct. I I don't know whether it's fully accurate, but mm. it's basically like an open world where you have these these units called blocks, lah, where you can literally mm. build your school. You can build uh, uh Takashibaya. You can build this, and you yourself are built from blocks, lah. Mm, and mm. and it's just one of those things. It's like a digital Lego where mm. you can play, you can interact. Um, I'm not so sure what the difference between that and Minecraft is, but mm. that is what I understand Roblox to be. It's kind of like, is it like the metaverse kind of? In some way, I guess. You can have but your not, digital avatar. Not, and all. not in VR. Like, not in VR. Not in VR. Or yeah, VR, or not VR. It's, it's on the screen. It's You play via you know your PC or your, or your consoles and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the the example that you gave uh, what what mm. the the youth found was certain servers uh, on Roblox mm. which are basically like if you build a world on Roblox I I think mm. that 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 means like a like a server la. so he went into these uh this virtual uh game settings that actually replicated ISIS conflict zones because you know mm. I said mm. you can build Takashimaya inside but you can also build other shit like that. So there were mm. conflict zones uh, in Syria and and in Marawi, which is in Philippines, that you can enter in the Roblox world and take on different roles. So he mm. became, uh, and I say with air quotes, the spokesperson and chief propagandist for his faction. Mm. Um, and they shot and killed enemies in the game. Um, and and then you know he had to he had to demonstrate his support by by uploading these propaganda videos online. And these two teens were actually mm. in touch with the 18-year-old who was um, announced to be detained earlier this year. Mm, mm, so mm. there is there is a community building or like some sort of people on the lookout and people who are willing to provide that sort of mentorship, la, which, is, yeah. which is scary as shit, man. But do you think um, <clears throat> there's a little bit of a... Do you think there's a, a little bit of paranoia about uh you know something like a game because 20 20 30 years ago people are saying that violence in video games is going to mm. cause kids to become violent and uh you know then you you take a step further like in in shooter games like call of duty and all that initially yeah. it was like oh you were playing as an allied soldier and on the good side of and you're trying to uh liberate europe whatever uh but then later it became you could even get into the you could even play from the perspective of a, you know, a Nazi soldier or German mm. soldier, uh, or I, I'm I'm not sure in later iterations if you could even play, let's say on the, not the terrorist side but the the insurgent side or you know the the bad guy side of things, right? Mm. Um, do you think that there's a there's a bias about talk when talking about these games and all that? 
um, that that uh, you know, our maybe our generation doesn't understand very well, uh, But for them, it's just role play, la, Right? Could yeah. it be? It's just that it's role play. It's like you know, you know, you play a game, then you have an avatar, and then you know, you pretend to be a terrorist and all these things. Do you think there's a bit of uh, paranoia going on here? You mean like like unjustified paranoia or justified? Like you and me, the way we talk about Roblox, I'm guarantee you there's some Gen Z person who, if he hears what we're saying, they're going to slap their foreheads like these two guys don't know what the hell they're doing. People uh. do all sorts of things in Roblox. You know, they dress up as dinosaurs, they dress up as, as donkeys and and everything. And you know, these people they're not like there's not they're not literally you know, uh, becoming terrorists in the game. They're just pretending role-playing and all that. You yeah. think there's a possibility of that? Um, as in the possibility of people having that mindset or what I feel. That we are, that we are overreacting about this Roblox thing and all so on. Ah, uh, I don't think so, man. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I, I do, like, the the debate of like violence in video games has been going on for years, like right. It's just now mm. it's reaching like different levels. Like previously, you couldn't create your own virtual game or something, and now you can in Roblox and Minecraft. Then there's VR. So I do actually feel that these sort of games can impact the way people think, both mm. positively and negatively. Mm. So like, if there's mm. a game that allows you to play uh, or role play uh, a Nazi, right? Then I'm like, yo, mm. man, that's fucked up. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm also not a gamer. Okay. Mm, um, yeah. So I know there can be many different perspectives, but yeah, I I can. That's what I feel. And whether we are overreacting to this or not, I don't think so. Eh? Because it's almost like it's a new way of communicating with people. Like previously, there was IRC, you know, mm. or ICQ. Then there's a threat of people being radicalized through those means. Then there's YouTube and then Twitter. And then now it's just the. That's why I say it's like a natural extension, a natural. Okay, this is them leveling up, lah. So, and I don't think mm. it's it's false paranoia, la. Yeah, you, and I think you? coupled no, because I think coupled with what they were doing offline, also, you know, the uh, the stuff they were consuming, stuff they were reading, <clears throat> probably the 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 materials they were sending each other. I yeah. think you got to look that look at that in totality and and realize that yeah, this this is not just some kid who's pretending or role cosplaying or anything like that, lah. Right. Like, uh, like the kid, I mean, the, the 18 year old in December, he literally went to Coney Island, planted a flag there and took a photo, you know, to, on, to, to, on National Day, right? Yeah, National Day specifically, the, the, you know, to, to add extra significance to what he was announcing, you know, in terms of like wanting to set up a caliphate and all. Although Coney Island, I must say, is, is, is a, is a very tricky place to start having meetings and everything. Like, if you want to gather group, big groups of people, uh, you probably, Why? you, the first, the first war you have to fight is against sandflies. Uh. It's mm. really, uh, <laughs> the sandflies will eat you up before you even get started. And, and you might abandon plans by then. So. And the uh, wild boars are wild boars. <laughs> wild boars? Coney Island got wild boars? Oh, yes, yes, so. they do, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always like some Chinese uncles who come in and feed the wild boars bread. That's why the wild boars become very overly friendly with humans. Uh. And then there's so, a yeah. gate, right? There's a gate that, that, that closes the entrance to Coney Island, right? At, at night, like, at night, yeah. So. Yeah, maybe the first war they would they would need to fight is against yeah sandflies and wild boars, uh. but yeah. that, that aside, um, yeah, it, it's it's these things that you know they start to encroach on your physical space, you know, not just the online space in which they're they're really operating. Uh, that that's where I guess it starts to get dangerous, like you know, like you could just be visiting Coney Island to go and cycle or something like that, and then suddenly you see one. Uh, IS flag planted by the shore or something. Kind of scarier. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I I also think that you know it's not just you don't just look at the game like you look at what their behavior was in other aspects of their life, and the inevitable conclusion is that yeah, you, you this there needs to be an intervention somehow lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because but they also the interesting thing is that they also I think um, Shamugam when interviewed about this they also he also took time to say that this is not like uh, this is not the end for them lah right it's not like they're gonna go to, to prison and and then they're never gonna come out as is and, and join society again so he he did detail some steps that they were gonna take to try and you know help these uh, kids and and reintegrate them into society as well. Um, what do you think of of what Shamugam was saying? I mean, I think I think that rehabilitation approach is good, lah, because uh, these mm. these people are young, um, mm-hmm. and feels like like I mean, I appreciate that because I know a few years ago when there was the first Singaporean to appear in an ISIS video, um, and all the media outlets were just saying that you know, oh, this guy has been a drug addict, he's a delinquent. It almost made it seem like it's a natural consequence for someone from that context to end up in terrorism. It's like, yeah, mm. of course. Um, as opposed to taking an approach, yo, this guy is a Singaporean guy, man. He's mm. been eating like uh, Nasilama roti prata just like us, um, and 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 drinking, you know, ice Milo and all this kind of stuff, and he mm. ended up there. How could yeah. that have happened? Uh, so the fact that they're saying that they're rehabilitating, it feels I like it, I I appreciate it like because they're treating them like yo. You are Singaporeans, uh, first and foremost. We will take care of you, and you may have gotten radicalized, but mm. no la, let, Let's let's try and find find a way back to be a valuable part of society, la. So I I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think the tone seems to me to have softened a bit since yeah. that that initial Singaporean that appeared in the ISIS video, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, this one, they they talk about the steps they're gonna take, how he's gonna, how they're gonna uh, have religious counseling and, and and you know other kinds of counseling. Um, and really emphasizing that it's not, they, they're not trying to, they're not killing off their potential forever la, with this kind of thing. And the fact that they didn't name the two kids, la, right? Mm. Um, tells me, okay, la, there's some thought that going, there's going to, okay, I mean, uh, we're going to take this quite extraordinary, extraordinary step of, of issuing orders to a 15 year old kid and 16 year old, uh, boys, la, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, let's not, uh, vilify them and, and, uh, make them, hate society even more by by painting them as outcasts right mm-hmm. which was what happened i think i think yeah the last time it felt like not only the talking about his history of drug addiction or mental issues i think they even talked about him being a failed entrepreneur and a businessman mm-hmm. and all these things so uh yeah it's almost uh felt like the guy was like being shamed for for just not being a very productive person in society and all that like right mm mm-hmm. Like why would this this is why this is why this person joined terrorist groups lah? Not that we need to celebrate his achievements, but really it should make us really reflect and wonder, you know, why why is it that one of us went there lah, right? Yeah, but okay, so you, like along the lines of rehabilitation, because it did strike mm. me as like, hey, why is it that we only find out about these people when they have such developed plans, like they fucking go to Coney Island and and do stuff like that? So actually, then I was curious what the process is. Um, for ISD to act, that they take the moment that they suspect someone of being radicalized, and apparently, I mean, it's quite lengthy, lah. They they mm, do multiple mm. interviews, they run psychological assessments, they speak to the people around that person, um, and even like the people who have been detained, like those young kids, some of them were being tracked as early as like fourteen years old, no? So the sixteen-year-old, mm. um, twenty twenty, he was already on the radar. So there's a lot of stuff that happens. 
Um, I guess the the limitation is that they can't do anything un- until there's something more concrete, lah. But mm, do you think mm. do you think they should get more um uh, uh hardcore with that? It's like you know in school they I don't know whether they still do it, but the last time they will do over the PA system, then they call you to go see the dentist, right? Mm, mm. So they summon you, lah. ISA or ISD come. Okay, well, uh, will Harish Rani please report to um the principal's office? You have a meeting with the ISD. <laughs> uh, as in what you you're asking? Earlier intervention, lah. Uh, earlier intervention. You I'm think sure give them give them the free reign or not? No, I'm I'm sure that there's already probably programs, outreach programs in schools from as young as like primary school and everything. And you and I have have been have also like gone to primary schools and given talks as well, right? To talk mm. about you know mm. being content creators as a career or anything like that. So I I think teachers and students are all more savvy these days, and it's it's probably at a younger age you really can start engaging with them to maybe not like what you say like like going to see a dentist, but more like someone coming to school during assembly and and giving a talk about why you should you know uh, watch watch even the on what online spaces you're hanging out because like, you never know who are the people that you might meet along the way like. mm. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. And maybe, maybe what they need, like what they need is, uh, given this, this new threat of the, you know, the metaverse and all these online communities, they really just need to have a cyber, cyber gaming or e-gaming terrorism division, counter terrorism division or something, like, like a group of e-gamers who, who go into all these spaces and, you know, like represent like the, the internal security of Singapore. And they go out there and they, and then they're in games like Roblox and they, rather than, than create, then, then like, uh, try and ban this kind of like terrorist propaganda, they should go into these games and create like other kinds of spaces where, where, where people can hang out, like, rather than, rather than go and hang out with other like-minded, um, IS sympathizers, like, right? My my and first then, thought was like, hey, oh, <laughs> like five years ago, they cannot even use internet in the office. Like. But then recently, the fact that they're considering chat GPT and all feels like, mm. okay, like, they are a bit more progressive. And I, I would yeah. totally imagine there already being uh, that. Like. Maybe it's a bit more covert. Like. But you yeah, like maybe you like, could, let's yeah. say you like, rather than, than go to IS or something, like the IS, hang out the IS, uh, you know, area in within Roblox, the Roblox world, whatever server you create. Like, like they should create one that we can like have a Q and A session with with uh, Shamugam lah, for example, in Roblox or something. Fuck in <laughs> Roblox, we we'll go for that. <laughs> hey, hey, it will be, you just say yourself. They are like they're using ChatGPT and everything. You never know. I they know could make la. it so exciting. But they could make can... it really interesting. Like you can go and you can go hang out with K Shamugam, and, you know, in Roblox form. You can go and pet his dogs in Roblox form. No la, and hang out. <laughs> maybe deadlift. Uh, you do a deadlift contest Dead... with 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 Shamugam. Deadlift in Roblox. Uh, yeah, meet yeah. the meet the MP session. You're like, hello, who the uh, hell will go there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Grab, you know, like Grab will there'll be a Grab uh, Grab card that will bring you to that session. Yeah, uh, and, and, and I mean, well, one thing. So, so I think all in all, there's like nine Singaporean youth since 2015 who have been given restriction orders, lah. So, mm. I, yeah, like, like what I said earlier, it felt when the first time happened, we're like, oh shit, and it's happening more. The one thing that did strike me also was, um, you know. You know, with all this talk about the economic challenges and the budget 2023 and its impact on young people and the future of the world and shit, there was mm. one report that I came across just uh, last, a couple of weeks ago. It was mm. actually done by the UNDP 
Mm. Um, and it was a research into uh, extremism in sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. Um, it's like a 158-page report. But one of the most, the things that stuck out to me most, because we've been doing counter-terrorism work for quite a few years now. And mm. after uni, I was like, like interested in developmental work. And also, when I saw this, basically the report showed that um, the biggest factor as of 2020, after talking to 2,200 different people in uh, eight African countries like Burkina Faso, Cameroon, including people who at one point were extremists themselves. I think about a 1,000 mm. of them um, had been extremists, but they but they managed to extricate themselves. Mm. Well, the, the biggest thing was that the primary reason for joining terrorism, right, was actually uh, like um, like poverty and job opportunities, no? Mm. So mm. religion was the third uh, reason. Um, mm. It was, and I mean, the, the thing is, they also ran a similar report in 2017. And uh, for example, there was a 92% increase from 2017 for people who cited job opportunities as their primary reason. La. And religion... Mm. Previously was fifty seven percent. Now it's seventeen percent. So, yeah. so I mean, the reason why I bring that up is because it 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 kind of blew my mind as the the reason Because uh, you mm. know, it's always mm. been like you know people who have a who have a chip on their shoulder who are angry about how their religious communities are being treated. But now it's mm. almost like no, they just they they can't survive as it is la. And with mm. everything about the economy going to shit, it just made me think like, oh shit. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about how Singapore is dealing with rising costs of uh, everything, the middle mm. class, middle to lower class being squeezed. I mean, this might be also a, a very unfortunate, um, how you say, a consequence of that. Like, when people get desperate, when they feel themselves being squeezed, um, mm. these sort of things, I think, bubble up. Like. Um, mm. and, and it just felt like, oh shit, you know, for all we talk about, uh, life getting more expensive in Singapore. Of course, you can think, oh, you don't have your luxuries anymore. You have to, I don't know, you have to curtail your spending habits. But this is a, it, it is a, it is a possible consequence like that when people get so desperate and if you're young and impressionable, you get so desperate, you, everything you see online is just negative. You can mm. go down a very dark spiral. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. Like, like not having, uh, I think the worst is when you feel like there's really no avenue at mm. all. Whether it's uh, no avenue in terms of like reaching out to someone at home, you know, or reaching out to your teachers or, or what at school or even getting any kind of assistance from, from uh, institutions or agencies, uh, right? Yeah. That's when it's very easy to, to, to really think that the grass is greener and that there must be a better way to do it and, and rather than fix things at home is let's just bomb everything and, and just start from scratch again, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the, it's a very uh, uh, seductive view of how to, to effect change. But uh, yeah, you know, and, and you kind of got to really guard, guard against that lah, by, by, you know, reaching out to friends or family that you feel are going down that path rather than, than treating them as, uh, you know, they're weird or strange and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Sometimes, and, sometimes and, just even a phone call or a message or something actually does uh, does uh, make a big difference, right? And I mean, you know, just building off that, you know, even the fact that we are talking about it and like, you know, we make fun of Coney Island, sometimes I think also like, fuck, could that be fuel for someone who maybe seriously feels that and feels we are mocking them? Mm, yeah. You know, and, and that becomes a thing like, oh shit, um, yeah, if they already have a vendetta, like if you read some of their 
their guiding principles. They want to kill non-believers and anyone who, you know, uh, questions their religion. Technically, if you make fun of them, it's doing the same thing. Then, so it just it just became another element to think. Oh shit! How do we actually talk about this? Um, and there's no there's no right answer. Like it just it just feels like we need to accept that this is going to be happening more and more. Like, unfortunately, mm, mm, mm. yeah, and and yeah. I mean, we you know we we do a comedy podcast, but at the same time, we also understand that these things are. Uh, you know, it's there's a lot of sensitivities around there. Not about offending people, but about, again, about not, not um, whether it's a uh, inspiring, not say inspiring, but but motivating people to to get angrier about mm. things, right? You know, mm-hmm. I think when we, even for example, when we made our we we made our show that was, I mean, really uh, a comedy about a guy who falls in love with a terrorist, right? Mm. Uh, even then, we were still we still went to great lengths to to do our research and everything about how to to deal with a lot of these situations in a way that wouldn't glorify a lot of what uh extremist thinking and, and actions are right yeah um so uh, i think uh it, it would be a whole podcast if we wanted to talk about all those aspects of things but i think the point is that yeah even yeah even the way you talk about it also is is important in getting people to feel like they're not being ignored or or, or slighted in in a certain way, like, Right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Tricky, but, yeah. tricky, 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 tricky situation. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know these these are very uh, sensitive times, very polarizing opinions and everything being shared online about things. But speaking of polarizing opinions, there's mm. a a big. Not to say a big debate, lah, but there's a a little bit of a hoo ha going on mm. about two very polarized uh, parties, uh, right? Mm-hmm. They are now in they are in direct competition with each other, and now it seems like one has the upper hand officially, uh, but they've also done what what we were just talking about, mocking the other side. That has also given them a big backlash, lah, right? Mm-hmm. And what is this uh, big big like fight going big, on right big now? Kerfuffle, <laughs> Yeah, big big amongst the hold, culture drink community. Yeah, hold your horses, yeah. everyone. It's a it's yeah. a culture war we're talking about here. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, <laughs> it's a culture war like never before. Yeah, yeah, the most cultured culture war ever. Yes, um, and and it is the the news that Vitagen Singapore, um, as in the Facebook page, just uh have been going on a series of posts, post both mm. pictures and and lately even a video that talk about how they are able to market their product because their Nutri-Grade is B, mm. um, uh, while their competitor uh, is a D. Mm. So in their ads, you know, they, they show their competitor's bottle, but they, they mosaic it out and they mm. put like a big sign saying not allowed to advertise. So at first, it was, it was uh, just picture posts and they go on mm. to claim that, you know, fortunately, we are not banned from revealing our benefits, eight times less white sugar and can be sold in schools. So it shows mm. vitogen less sugar. Um, so then there's a video that just got that got posted on 13 February or so that starts off with uh, someone in a lab coat uh, mm. holding the competitor's bottle and speaking Japanese, mm. and mm. it's bleeped out. So then <laughs> the other other host starts talking and they say, "Okay, fortunately we can advertise line. Like, you know, vitogen has less than blah blah blah." So the backlash is because people are saying, "You know, uh, your drink might be tasty, but this ad is not tasty." Is distasteful. <laughs> no culture. No yeah. culture. Yeah, correct, correct. The the Asia yeah, yeah. one article, cultured or not, Vitagen taunts 
uh, I guess the assumption is the competitor is Yakult lah because the competitor mm. apparently has a D nutri grade rating and Yakult has a D. Mm. Yeah. So, how did this earth-shattering news upend your Wednesday morning, Terence? Um, maybe, uh, no, I mean, honestly, uh, this is like the first time I'm hearing of uh, such a huge difference in the the you know the amount of sugar in these two drinks because I've always thought them as as uh, competitors but very very interchangeable in terms of like um yeah in terms of like the the how healthy it is like right mm. but it seems quite surprising that quite clearly that uh yeah Yakult is has a lot more sugar than Vitagen right mm. which which gives me pause in terms of like okay should should we be drinking or even feeding it to your children yeah. But so, okay, so in some ways, yeah, this marketing, I guess this marketing campaign, now the fact that we're talking about it, that there are people, you know, uh getting upset about it and all, it's 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 worked, like, right? Yeah, but also also Vitagen, they they put their less sugar product. Mm-hmm. And they compared it with the regular version of the competitor's product. Mm-hmm. And okay, mm-hmm. we assume it's Yakult. La. Yakult also has a light uh, version, which they did not compare. Yeah. And yeah, as you yeah, can yeah. tell, I'm a Yakult fan. I'm not a Vitagen fan. <laughs> I've been a Yakult fan for a long time. So, yeah. so I don't know. I always thought Vitagen was dope. But then Yakult, I don't know, with the smaller bottles, of course, I could feel, hey, I'm getting less. But it just feels like mm. the flavor is more concentrated. Mm. And mm. yeah, and, and I, I was like, yo, you want to make this kind of claim? Uh, you you put your, like, go apples to apples. Uh. Of course, I think I was mm. also giving too much of a shit of this kind of kerfuffle. But mm. since we're talking mm. about it, um. Mm. Yeah, and then I also realized that, that Yakult is a Japanese brand and Vitagen is a Malaysian brand. Correct, correct. Yeah, Yakult is very, uh, very famously Japanese. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you drink uh, any of those in general? Uh, when I was younger, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely yeah, when, when I was younger. Older, less so lah, less so because a bit too sweet and everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they even the article they talked about the. You know, throwback to the Pepsi challenge, right? Remember mm. those days back in school? And, and, and to, to those people who are probably too young to, to, to know about it or to, to, to have to remember it even. Uh, yeah, it was a big deal back then, man, the Pepsi challenge. I remember it was a TV ad that they really went around Singapore asking people to taste, uh, Pepsi and, and Coke. And, and it appeared like a lot of people were choosing Pepsi rather than Coke. And, uh, it caused a lot of, um, you know, homebrew kind of experiments that people are doing also, like, right? To to mm. to do these blind taste tests, and it was a very big deal, a very big advertising campaign um, that that really made uh, catapulted, I think, Pepsi to another level, like, right? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, can I blame Vitagen for wanting to stir up something like that and and create some kind of a Pepsi challenge kind of uh, wave to make people think more about like what they they drink? No, I think mm. it's just part of the the marketing, the, the trying to push the boundaries a little bit, like, right? Yeah. So, so you're saying whether whether or not what Vitagen did was cool, uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, definitely we have the fanboys, the Yakult fanboys, all coming out in force and being so angry about it, like, right? But yeah. I'm just trying to say, yeah, it's just. I mean, they're just using whatever they can to their advantage, right? You know. But but why, Terrence? Why everything must be competition? Why? Why can't they just be gracious? And just, and just focus on your own benefits. You know, we're all about a mm. society where you don't tear each other down. You bring people up. Mm. No, you bring yourself yeah. up. Yeah. Right? Correct, correct. So but then, yeah, I mean, th- this is a... Uh, the thing is that this is a... Um, 
I think they're emphasizing like something that was conferred on to them by by institution, right? Your nutri grading, your nutri grade, right? So it's not even that they, you know, they're just highlighting something that what someone else has brought up really, right? That someone mm. else, another institution has brought to them. So I mean, nothing, nothing wrong there. We see that every day, right? Like uh, comparing your product versus competitors' product kind of thing. I I think I guess the only thing is that they they their campaigns are a little more snarky about it. Um, but uh, yeah, can can you blame them for wanting to to milk this uh, for 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 all they can? But then they never compare the same product, right? Then that's false marketing, right? Yeah, la, then you're going to the weeds about about it, like yeah, la. Then I mean, Yakult can also do likewise, all right? They can also do the 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 flip side. Of but the, as of Michelle it. Obama says, when they go low, what where do we go, Terence? Where do we go? Hmm. Where, uh, if, when go low, we go and write a memoir and sell a lot of books and get big book deals <laughs> and be, become famous for that, la, And right? start a production house and get like a deal with Correct. Netflix to produce multiple documentaries, also. Yeah, of course. That's before it, you do that, at, at the end before of the you day, do all that. I mean, Obama's book and everything, you know, it, I even I read it as well. And uh, mm. yeah, he took a lot of, uh, he used that the opportunity in his book to also make a lot of uh, uh, mic drop comments about people that he, he didn't like also, like, right? Mm. So for all you say about going low or going high, uh, he literally like just wrote stuff about people that he didn't like as well, like, right? That also caused mm. uh, some kerfuffles. So um, yeah. You know, this it's just part of it's just part of life, right? People compare, people people uh you know, use that to advantage and all. Yeah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So how come you never you never say, Hey, maybe you should do a creative why Yalabat podcast is better than some other podcast? Uh do, do we, have we ever done anything like that? Um mm. No, but I always believe podcasts were still we're sort of we we're sort of like uh operating on talking to different audiences like every podcast has its own niche right mm. so it, it in the sense of podcast doesn't make sense so much to compare one podcast to another because like, we're appealing to different audiences or so like right mm. um you know what floats your boat for okay let's go or daily catch up different from our audience or so like i would think our audience is a bit different from the audiences that, that listen to those podcasts like. yeah mm. but no knock on them because is- i think yeah you're saying this is the industry of culture, the cultured milk wars, lah. Yeah, yeah. I think they they they're trying to attack the same demographic, right? Maybe uh, next that, that's the next conversation. You start off with, are you bidet or toilet paper? Yes. Then that's are right. you vitagen or yakut? Yeah, are you vitagen or yakut? So, so I mean, like the the philosophy of it. I also don't have any issue with vitagen doing those sort of ads, uh, but all I can say mm. is it makes him more bigger fan of yakut. Bigger fan of yakut, right? Push yeah, you after to, that, that. to the extreme. Why? Uh? Yeah. I mean, is it's it more uh, a thing. You, you think it's uh, maybe it's some um, colonial hangover kind of thing? Because it's, it's a Jap- Please. Japanese brand you... versus Japanese brand versus Malaysian brand and all hey, that. Hey, hello, my mom's family from Malaysia. <laughs> Unless you're saying that I want to distance myself from family. Yeah. No, no, no. That's why, because last time, you know, the colonial overlords and everything. No. You know, you've heard about it's, colonial hangover no and all it's, that, right? Okay, it's, it's, it's basically, let's say you meet two people also and you're thinking, oh, who should I be friends with? And one of them is saying, hey, you know, be friends with me. That person, mm-hmm. uh, you cannot trust. You cannot do this. Uh, no, you shut the fuck up. Uh, the person who's not trying so hard is the one that I want to be friends with. Uh. Not trying so hard, doing their own thing. Yeah. 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 Possibly, possibly. Because yeah. I, I think um, 
if anything, I think Japanese brands in general are a lot more, uh, you know, uh, slow moving in terms of uh, how, and they, they guard their brands very, very carefully, mm-hmm. like, right? The mm-hmm. brand image and everything. And, and so they might not have been able, they're not able to react as quickly to, to yeah. news like this and to think, plan a campaign to counter this. Whereas, uh, yeah, maybe Vitagen is just trying to use that to his advantage. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Suddenly, Yakut come out with some huge campaign. Huh? Oh, yeah. marking the Yakut challenge. The, wars, the Yakut challenge. The Yakut challenge. Yakut. Then you have to, you have to, the then you have to, you have yeah. to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, are you a, really a Yakut or a Vitagen person? Huh? Yeah. 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 But if mm. you had to choose, which would you choose? Just taste wise or like brand wise? Uh, now I probably would choose whichever one has less sugar. Lah. But Yakult has, like we mentioned, Yakult has the uh, Ace Light, which is yeah, less sugar. Already, like, uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, I, I might I might go with that. Yeah, Go with Yakult. Cool. But yes. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Fascinating discussion about the culture wars <laughs> going on. <laughs> if that didn't oh. impact your day in any way, right, you're dead inside. Yeah, you're you dead are inside. dead inside. Okay. Yeah, you you need to go and drink some like probiotics to get get things moving inside, lah, Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Cool, man. Uh, yes. All right. As all always. Right. What so, is your one shot comment? Uh my one shot comment is uh wait. You wanna go first? Uh yeah, sure. I think uh recently someone posted about um on our Reddit, lah, Right. Mm. Asking us, uh, all these like putting out there, like, how come we've not uh, spoken about the Keppel corruption case, right? I think it's Tiger King SG asking, why no episode on the Keppel corruption case? Is it too sensitive a subject? Uh, so uh, yeah, I thought you know rather than than comment or something like that, maybe I can ask you why? Why Harish? Did we not have we not talked about the Keppel corruption case? Ah. Uh... I think it was one of those things where I felt like it, there was still a lot of info pending and the mm. conversation would just be very speculative. Uh, also, mm. because I think during that week, there were so many things to talk about, uh, which was mainly the housing stuff, like, I think. Mm. That was what I recall. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. For me, I think a lot of it is because, uh, yeah, every time we think about topics, we also do want to be too, too speculative and having to put on our conspiracy theory hats too much as well. And uh, just looking at the case and, and looking at the the reasons why you know no charges were brought, I think uh, I think Indrani uh, did uh, you know explained quite a bit in court about it as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean again, yeah, a lot of the material that we would we, we would be talking about would be more speculative material. And the truth is, these six individuals have been. Uh, their names are out there already, you know. They they have been revealed in, I think, court documents uh, based on the the investigations uh, in other parts of the world already, right? Mm. So it, it wasn't like there was a, a slam dunk case of like, oh, their the, their names are being withheld to to protect them or anything like that. Because the names are out there. If you really want to find them, you can find them, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't feel like it was a something as we, that we especially needed to to bring up, lah, because you know, if 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 it was something that that was a, a bit more of a yellow butt kind of discussion, then yeah, we would talk about it. But didn't feel that that much of a yellow butt discussion for me. But thank you, regardless, Tiger King SG, for bringing it up so that we could just talk about why why we haven't spoken about it, mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, my one short comment is something that was posted more than a week ago by Home Girl Flyer. 
Um, also, mm. also a long time redditor. Uh, she just took a photo of um, uh, uh, slogans uh, at the Orchard MRT Thompson East Coast Line Station, which was mm. like one of those big LED screens. Like, Together we ride to the east and go beyond. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know that ad is for SMRT or something like that. But yeah, you know, they pointed out that Sugar Daddy Hang has made good his promise. Um, also that they were re-listening to our old episodes during her uh, their wintry layovers. Because I think yeah, they they work in av- aviation. So mm. the fact that people re-listen, wow, I was like, oh, that's that's pretty dope, man. Because one thing for yeah. us, we like we know we talk about current news, we talk about stuff that in two three weeks might feel dated. So to know people are listening to older episodes means a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So so maybe it's because they either miss us or they miss us talking about Sugar Daddy Hing or they miss Sugar Daddy Hing. Yeah, I think it's an ad for the Thompson East Coast Line, right? Specifically. Mm, mm. Yeah. Thompson yeah. East Coast Line. Yeah. So SMRT or something, lah. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah, so thanks cool, thanks for cool. that post. Um yes. sweet. Okay, and what about your one shook thing, man? Um my one shook thing is uh I've been just following this uh you know, camera review tech YouTuber. Mm. Uh and initially I, I found him very annoying. Uh but more recently I, I come to appreciate his 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 voice. Uh he's actually I think a Vietnamese American, if I'm not wrong, YouTuber named Vu Nguyen. Mm. I'm not butchering his pronunciation. But uh, yeah, I think I, I like it. You know, there's a lot of uh, YouTubers out there who review camera gear and, and all, but I think even for me in recent times, I found that these YouTubers, they basically use their cameras to make videos of themselves reviewing cameras. Lo. You know, that's all they use their cameras for. They're mm. not actually using the cameras outside in, in real-world situations, taking photos of family, even taking photos of family or, or, or on shoots or anything. So... um. I always, yeah, I've come to see their reviews as I have to take it with a huge pinch of salt. Cause a lot of times, you know how the YouTube economy works, right? Mm. Like you, you want to get a product for free to review it so that you can upload it the moment that the product is released after the embargo ends and everything. And you don't dare to say, you can't or you don't dare to say anything bad about the, the cameras or what because. Uh, if you do, then you'll be taken off that list and you won't get the free products to review Mm. anymore, right? Yeah. So I've realized, yeah, that. You know, as with a lot of things, uh, there, there's a bit of a perversion of the incentives for for YouTube uh, reviewers here, lah. Mm. And uh, but what so what I like about this particular YouTuber is he calls he often calls them out for for what he says is very douchey douche douche tuber behavior, like You know, so he comes at all these terms like douche tuber and and he just douche tuber. Yeah, he makes it a point to say I paid like fucking $1,200 of my own money for this lens so I, I can say whatever the shit I want to say about it. And mm. you know, you know, he says stuff like that which is very refreshing in that world. Uh. I mean, and he still makes good points about the, the reviews and also, yeah, do, do I think I'll put a link up and give him to check out if you're interested in tech and, and camera reviews and all that. Oh, nice. So, yeah. this is also along with your other one shock thing from last weekend, uh, last, last episode, I think was Another content creator who calls out uh, fake shit in on the online space. Uh. So TikTok, my question right, to you, right, Terence, yeah, why, why are you yeah. so skeptical about everything? No, 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 no. It's, 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 I mean, because I think especially YouTube, right? YouTube and content creation is a real like, economy on its own already, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's always uh, fun and interesting to examine what are the incentives that drive uh, people who create this content, right? Mm. Uh, gaming the algorithm or, you know, cozying up with sponsors and advertisers and all these things. 
So, um, you know, we're not immune to it ourselves. We ourselves, as we create our content, as we create our podcasts or TV shows and all that, we often have to think about these things, right? And how much you of your own uh, integrity you sacrifice it all. So I, I like it when 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 people give you a more unfiltered view of how what they what they think about these things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. some rawness. So that's what I'm seeing here. Maybe maybe that's why I'm in. That's why I am in life, right? Like I enjoy the more rawness and the authentic views rather than than rather than the very very um. When, when they're not very I don't like it when they're not very transparent about their incentives to do things mm-hmm. like right? mm-hmm. yeah I feel for example I like, feel like, yeah just even just saying just saying that, oh you know I was sent this camera for, for to review and all the opinions are my own and all doesn't I mean it's just a it's just a disclaimer statement really like it doesn't really doesn't really and then you, the reviews they hardly ever say anything really useful about whether you should really sp- be spending your hard earned money on buying this gear, they just generally say, "Yeah, it's great, it's good." If you have the money to do it, things like that. So there, there isn't that that they're not really looking out for audience anymore. Like, that's what I would say. Mm, you know, mm, it's not about really like should you be. Yeah, you know, not everyone has that money to spend on on tech and gear and all. But but you know, you should they should be really like examining like you know, how the value of these things for the audience as well. Like. I see. I see. Yeah, that's cool. Um. I mean, on the flip side, my one shock thing is something that I can't believe is real or ever will be real. Because, mm. um, mm. you know, the past few weeks or months, there's so much buzz around things that are happening in Dubai, UAE, uh, Saudi Arabia, and basically that side of the Middle East. Like, you know, I think for the longest time, mm. Middle East mm. has always been associated with, oh, terrorism. Now it's like the fucking other extreme is like glitz and money and, and football and clubs. And football clubs. So yeah. I just saw this article that got published like two days ago. So, you know, yeah. previously we talked about the the line, right? Which is, I think, Dubai's mega mm. city that is going to be built in the middle yeah, of yeah. a desert that's supposed to be like combining commercial and residential. So now Saudi Arabia has their own their own dream vision. They have a website and video to go ahead with it. Um, mm. And it's basically called the... What? Uh, the... New Mur, uh, wait, let's see. The new Muraba project. So it was announced by the Crown Prince, uh, uh Muhammad bin Salman bin Abdul Aziz. Um, mm. and it is meant to be this sprawling central uh, business district area in Riyadh, which is uh, a city in Saudi Arabia. And at the mm. center of it, right, is a building, is a cube shaped skyscraper that is 20 times the size of, um, Empire State Building. Mm. So it's 400 meters in length, 400 meters in width, 400 meters in height. Mm-hmm. And it looks insane. So wow. so I know I know after we talked about the the line previously, yeah, I just went to dig up and yeah, there's a lot of controversy about whether it's actually being built properly. I mean, the construction has begun, but whether it's going to be funded. So this one also feels like, wow, this is insane. So and what they are is going to be is going to contain what like 9,000 um uh, hotel uh, let me see, yeah. There is like uh, 104,000 residential units, 9,000 hotel rooms, um, wow. and this huge ass projection screen in the middle that's supposed to be a dome shape. So in the promo video, you can see, they say you can feel like what is lived to to eat while living on Mars, being under the water. And wow. it's just, it's just insane. La. So, I mean, it's like something out of science fiction, um, it's part of this five hundred billion dollar plan that uh, Saudi Arabia has to to that to promise humanity's next chapter. 
And mm. it's just a fun thing to look at. La. I don't know. I don't, mm. I don't know how the development state or what state it is, but it's insane. La. Just as a thought. Just as a thought and a visual. Yeah, because we, we've heard things about the line, right? Like, yeah. that it's, not, it's not actually like going to be complete or something like that, la, right? Yeah, Most something like, like that. That, that you know, like, of course, there are these artists' renditions and announcements, but who's actually there to, to really verify everything like that is really happening at a pace that is, it won't drag out for 10 years or 20 years or something, like, right? Yeah. I mean, so, but the, yeah, we don't know, man. The motivation around all this is apparently the their recognition that they need to move their country away from dependence on oil. Mm, so, correct, another right. article I read, I think uh, Dubai is trying all their best to to lure head funds to head funds to set up in Dubai, so I think they just mm. they know they have a timeline. I think for Saudi is like by twenty thirty to not be mm. so reliant on uh, oil. So mm. there is a fire under their ass, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you you see it like literally like the World Cup, and and I think Qatar is now you know in talks to buy Manchester United, right? Your your favorite club has in so. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. <laughs> is it what? Um, it's it's the Qatari sovereign fund or something, is it? Yeah, yeah. So there's a very Damn. big drive towards diversification of the economy, and I think uh, entertainment specifically is mm-hmm. is one big one big way. I think uh, they they know that if you if you win the culture wars, pun intended, right? Like what we discussed earlier, if you win the culture wars, uh, uh, it, you know, bodes well for for the future of your country as well. So, yeah, you're seeing them, you're going to see them host more international events, more, own more stakes in football clubs, have more star players, yeah. uh, you know, Christian visiting Ronaldo the place. Also. I don't know, yeah, tourism, you know, it's, it, I think tourism, it'll take, it'll take a while to, to really, to really make it a really uh, big tourist destination. Uh, but I mean, my, my, my mom and her siblings are flying to Dubai tonight. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there you go, there you go. It's it's working somewhat. Tourism, really, right? yeah. and we've been to Dubai ourselves, right? We've been yeah. we've been uh, you know paid to go there and make videos as well. Um, yeah. So it's uh, there, yeah. There's a lot of interesting videos out there about this topic about how Qatar is is like the World Cup was just the first step, lah. Basically, the first step, correct? Yeah, the it was the first step. step. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will and, be back uh, yeah. at the yeah in the next few days. The next few days, so yeah, keep drinking your Vitagen or Yakut, 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 and yeah. Uh, yeah, go go on Roblox, but don't don't create don't create caliphates in Roblox, huh? Okay, okay, that's yeah. a that's a weird way to end, Darren. Yes, I know. <laughs>